0: Greetings, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair podcast. I'm Tom Banderwell. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We're in Joshua chapter 2. It was verses 8 through 9 and then the second half of verse 11 that resonated this morning. It says this, Before the spies lay down for the night, Rahab went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Today's podcast is entitled, That Woman. I've often commented that God has blessed me by surrounding me with strong women Throughout my entire life journey, been surrounded by them. And when I sat down to pen my first words to my grandson, that's exactly what I wrote about. When I was in high school, I was blessed to have a history teacher who made the status of women a core part of the curriculum. That laid the foundation for me to begin to appreciate just how difficult life has been for women throughout history. And it still is. In many ways, it's taken me a long time of living with and walking the life journey with good women to grow in that understanding. And I haven't arrived, by the way. I'm still learning. In today's chapter, we meet one of the most amazing underappreciated characters in all of the great story. Perhaps one of the reasons this person is underappreciated is that it's a woman and a prostitute a sex worker, a woman of ill repute. She was the kind of woman that doesn't get mentioned by name in polite society. She's that woman. And she lived in an ancient walled city called Jericho. The walled city-state was just across the Jordan River from where Joshua and the Hebrew people were camped and poised on conquest. Now, espionage is as old as war itself, and the newly appointed leader of the Hebrew people, Joshua, sends two spies into Jericho to case the joint. It would not have been at all odd for two road-weary male travelers to enter a city and hightail it to the red light district in search of a prostitute, and that's exactly what the spies did. They entered that woman's house. Now, the 12 Hebrew tribes have been nomads for 40 years. And as they have been wandering in the wilderness, they've been continually growing in population. Scholars estimate that there were hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of Hebrew people along with their flocks and herds. Now, this is what scholars call the Late Bronze Age. And in the land of Canaan, life is a dog-eat-dog world of peoples and city-states continually at war with one another, conquering one another, the people of Jericho are well aware that the Hebrew horde is camped on the other side of the Jordan River. They have heard the stories of the miraculous escape from Egypt and of the Hebrew exploits in Sinai. In their world, gods were only one of a myriad of deities that were typically associated with a specific town or region. The Hebrews had this one mysterious, invisible God that traveled with them. The God who brought mighty Pharaoh to his knees and held back the seas. That woman knew who these men were, as did others who saw the spies enter the city gate and enter that woman's house. Now that woman does two important things as she speaks with the Hebrew spies. First, she makes a statement of faith, proclaiming to her clandestine visitors that she believes the God of the Hebrews is the God of heaven and earth. And second, she acts on that faith by offering to hide the spies to save their lives asking only that they return the favor to her and her family when Jericho eventually falls she believed and she acted on that belief that woman the Canaanite foreigner that woman the prostitute her name is Rahab and her name appears in a couple of very important places in the great story. Rahab is named in Jesus' family tree. That's in Matthew one five. Rahab is mentioned by the author of Hebrews in his faith hall of fame. We just blogged about that last week. Hebrews chapter eleven verse thirteen. Rahab is mentioned by James in his letter. He mentions her as an example of faith in action. That's James 2.25. So in the quiet this morning, I find myself thinking about the fact that a foreign female pagan prostitute became a pivotal character in the great story. Now Rahab checks all of the boxes of a person who doesn't measure up on humanity's religious status scale. Rahab foreshadows what Jesus said that he came to do, which was to tear down humanity's religious status scale altogether, to save and redeem anyone who believes and acts on that belief. Regardless of gender, race, language, nation, tribe, creed, no matter who a person is, where they are from, Or what they have done. Even Rahab. That woman. From Jericho. I also find myself thinking about the amazing. Underappreciated women. In my story. And this morning. Thinking about Rahab. I find myself whispering a prayer of gratitude. For each and every one. I hope you have a great day my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.